I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This seems too easy. I believe it is too easy. It's the Beach Boys, right? It yeah. sure seems yeah. like the Beach Boys. It is. Uh, yeah, everybody has a Christmas album. Um, you'd be surprised how many people have Christmas albums. All right, uh, we're trying to track down Matthew Berry. We got him, Greg? Okay. Um, and uh, joining us right now is the talented Mr. Roto, Matthew Berry from NBC. Matthew, how are you? It's week 15, brothers. I'm good. Oh, great to I'm have good. you. Life is good, man. All right, so let me ask you first, uh, before we get yeah. into what we normally do, uh, in case we haven't covered this this year, and I don't think we have. We've talked about it in past years, but Matthew is a, is a big Lakers fan. He had season tickets to the Lakers. Matthew, you had him for probably, what, about 15 years? 15 years, yeah. I, 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 bought, let me put, I bought them when Dell Harris was their head coach. Oh, wow. <laughs> Back in the, the last year of the forum, uh, and then, you know, all through, uh, all through Phil and Kobe and Shaq. And then, you know, uh, years after that. So, so let me ask you the question I've been asking listeners for a couple of days. Are you encouraged or discouraged by games like the Celtic loss the other night? Both not defense it, but both, you know what I mean? Like yeah. frustrated, obviously, but okay. Like you can see the progress. So it's, um, so both is sort of is is sort of my answer. I think it's a fair one. The truth one. of the matter is, is yeah. Listen, the season's so long that I, I always think that you know, why are you panicking? You know, liking it to fo- liking the liking it to football. Like, why are we panicking in September? Good why point. are we panicking in week three? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, talk to me in January. Talk to me in you know. Talk to me you know in February. If we're if we're still if we're you know. I, you know, we're getting, it's like, it's getting late, but it's not, it's not over or anything like that. Like, let's, you know, anyway, I'm not panicked yet. How okay. about that? Um, let me, let me get into the, into the football stuff. So, um, yeah, I have Jerry Judy on my roster. He's been a dog the whole yeah. year. The Denver offense has been a dog the whole year, Matthew, as you know, yeah. last week, Jerry yeah. Judy exploded. I had him on my bench. Of course I didn't play him. I got away with it. I won the week, but because just based on that alone, on Jerry Judy kind of finding his way, is he a must start this week, or do I it, it, do you just dismiss that as a lucky week? It's somewhere in between. It always depends on who else you have on your team. I mean, the thing on Judy was like no one expects three touchdowns, obviously, but but we did like him. He did make my love list last week because you know he was playing Kansas City. Kansas City gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and no Cortland Sutton. They're going to have to throw. Now, we'll see who's going to be quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson returned to practice in a limited fashion today. He's still in the concussion protocol. Brett Rippon, currently the number one starter here. But they're home to Arizona. Arizona's a bottom 12 pass defense over the last month. So you're not really scared if Cortland Sutton misses. And right now the expectation is I think that he will. We'll see. Um, Then I do think Judy becomes pretty interesting this week once again. There are teams, Matthew, around the league like the Rams with Baker Mayfield, the Niners with Brock Purdy, who are in the position of having to start uh, less proven or in the case of Mayfield, I guess, less celebrated quarterbacks. Are there any right now that 
you think are available that you would be, if you needed to, comfortable playing? Yeah, by the way, less celebrated is the nicest insult Baker Mayfield's ever heard. <laughs> it's the holiday season, man. <laughs> the holiday spirit. <laughs> nicest, yeah, that is the nicest way I've ever heard. He's a Baker local Mayfield now. We're, we're, we're partners with the Rams. I, I got to get in that mode. But, and by the way, Bakers want to know for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's as, that's as good a football story as there's been this year, um, as good as Baker Mayfield was. Um, what I would say is, yeah, my answer there would be Mike White of the New York Jets. Mike White of the New York Jets is, uh, uh, you know, uh, in his three starts with New York, he's averaging over 300 passing yards per game. He's averaging over 43 pass attempts per game. And now he gets Detroit. Lions come in, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're a bottom three pass defense over the last four weeks as well. Um, you know, they give up, like, I believe the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So uh, I think Mike White's a top 12 play this week, guys. Wow, top 12. Mike, who would have thought it? Uh, Matthew Berry joining us. Uh, your chance to get your situation analyzed by the talented Mr. Roto. Let's start with Jesse and Fontana. Hey, Jesse, you're on with Matthew Berry. What's your question? Uh, Matthew, because of the matchups, do I bench ETN or Swift? Travis ATN. Uh, well, I mean, the- okay, go ahead, Matthew. Or DeAndre Swift. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, what? Like, I don't love, like, do I bench him? Well, who are you benching him for? Like, you know, like, am I benching him for Christian McCaffrey? Then, yes, you are. You know, are, are you, uh, you know, are you, are you, are you benching him for Kieran Williams? No, you're not. So I, I think it just sort of depends on who you are. I will tell you that I prefer, um, I prefer ETN to, uh, to Swift this week just because, ETN has, even in games in which he hasn't been good, he's gotten at least 17 touches. Like, there's a floor there in terms of the volume that he gets there. Obviously, Swift splitting somewhat with Jamal Williams. And it's a tougher, even though Dallas is great, it's still a tougher matchup against the Jets. All that said, for the first time in a while, DeAndre Swift not on the injury report this entire week. And if you look at the numbers in which Swift has been out, uh, if you look at the numbers in which weeks in which Swift was not on the injury report versus weeks in even which he played, but he was, like, questionable with a knee or whatever it is, like the numbers are very stark, so the fact that he's not on the injury report this week uh, gives me hope that uh, you know a top twenty day is coming for Swift. All right, thank you for that phone call. Let's go to Sean in Valencia. Sean, what's your question for Matthew Barry? Hey, Matthew, uh, need to start two of these three: Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, or Chris Olave. I think you're starting Olave and Pittman. Uh, I just look. I, I like. A lot of it's easy, easy, right? I mean, he's just he's just been awesome. They're playing Atlanta. Uh, the Falcons actually have a better pass defense than run defense, but I think Olave just in terms of the volume he gets and his talent, he's a no-brainer. So now it becomes between Pittman and Jerry Judy. And I'll tell you two things. First off, I prefer Indianapolis's matchup this week going up against Minnesota. Minnesota over the last month is the worst pass defense in the NFL. They've given over 300 passing yards now in five straight games. Um, Harrison Smith really uh, missing from that secondary. So that's that um, in terms of Pittman. I also think, by the way, and I, you know, I, I, I know this sounds insane and damning with frame praise, but I'd rather catch passes from Matt Ryan than Brett Rippon or even Russell Wilson these days. So it's a better <laughs> matchup for Minnesota than Arizona. Um, and I also just think Pittman's a better wide receiver than Jerry Judy. Hey, Matthew, let me hit you up with a few of these from Twitter right now from at RWBaller. Amari Cooper versus Baltimore or Mike Evans versus Cincinnati? Yeah, Amari Cooper for me. Um, boy, Mike Evans, man. Like, 
that's one of the weirdest stories I, I think I can, you know, I've, I've ever seen. Do you like, oh, get this? So Mike Evans made my hate list this week. You're not going to believe this, but since week nine, Mike Evans, the Mike Evans, is the 59th best wide receiver in fantasy in a point game base. What? Wow. He's barely top 60. Like, there's been no touchdowns at all. Um, and now he's got a tough matchup with Cincinnati, right? Bengals allow the second fewest touchdowns to opposing tight ends. I'm sorry, opposing wide receivers this season. And they give up the third lowest catch rate to wide receivers. Now, I think the narrative of Mike Evans probably changes a little bit. If um, he catches that touchdown last week, I mean, he caught the touchdown, right? He caught the touchdown last week, but it got called back due to penalty against San Francisco. But still, wide receiver 59 on a points-per-game basis since week number nine. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, you it's know. It's mystifying. Yeah, that stuns me. It does, and it just, it just, I mean, the talent is there. We get it, but I just, it's the playoffs, and you can't, like, how we keep saying, well, Positive regression is coming. Positive regression is coming. And I do believe positive regression is coming, but I'm just worried that like that's going to happen like two weeks after we're out of the playoffs. Uh, another one from at much is made. Daniel Jones or Deshaun Watson? Ooh. Deshaun Watson. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Interesting. I, look, I, he looked better in week two than he did in week one. Um, uh, Daniel Jones, you know, he's on the road at Washington. Commanders have had two weeks to prepare for this game. Huge game, obviously, on Sunday night. Hey, it's it's right here on NBC and, and Peacock on Sunday night. I'm a company man. Um, <laughs> Commander's actually second best pass defense over the last uh, over the last month, and uh, Chase Young going to make his debut on Sunday night, so he's back for Washington as well. So I prefer Deshaun Watson. All right, here is Max in San Diego. Hey, Max, you're on with Matthew Barry. What's your question? What is happening, guys? Uh, Flex, I'm going to get my uh, wife. So definitely need this one for the uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, I got a Jalen Waddle or Kenneth Walker in my flex. What do you think? I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle, and I get it. Like really? Um, wow! In know, the snow. Yeah, yeah, in the snow. I look. It's this is a this is a tough one, right? I, I know it's a snow, but sometimes snow can help out. Like again, Waddle's so fast that all he needs is one, right? And and when right. you play in bad weather. Um, it often benefits the offense because they know where they're going and the defense doesn't. And so when the ground is slippery, when you can't get as much of a, a, of a grip with your feet and turn, especially guys like Waddle where all he needs is just like kind of one quick hitch and boom, he's off to the races. Waddle only needs one, one play. I think that I will say this. I think Walker's floor is higher, right? That, that, like Walker's, unless he's, you know, unless the Seahawks are lying about his, his ankle, He's off the injury report this week. So tonight he's likely to get 15 touches. He's playing the Niners defense. The Niners have not given up 60 yards to an opposing running back all season long. So, you know, what you're hoping with the Walker there is just that he gets enough volume and he falls into the end zone to be usable. <laughs> so there's probably a, because, of, because, of the, because of the volume for Walker, he's got a floor there that Waddle, to your point, tough matchup and the snow, and he could just he could have another bad game like last week where he's, you know, whatever, three points or whatever. But uh, I just think in terms of upside, so if I needed floor, I guess I would go Walker, and if I needed upside, I'd go Waddle. So it sort of depends on what you need, how your matchup's looking, how the rest of your lineup is. Um, all right, Matthew, before you go, uh, I got asked a question this week that you could answer much better than I could. Somebody asked me, what's the worst fantasy football loser punishment? 
that I had ever okay. heard of. I know you when you wrote Fantasy Life, your book, I think you had a whole chapter on these. Um, if I, When I put it that way, what's the worst one that you've heard of? What comes to mind? When you by worst, do you mean just like you know, the most like the either worst the most embarrassing or, or the most punitive oh, oh. or the most uh, painful, oh. whatever you want to go with? Yes, yeah. So the worst in terms of most painful or most punitive, there's a couple that that immediately come to mind. Obviously, the tattoos, like so the you know the very first tattoo league, which I wrote about in Fantasy Life, you know where the loser of the league has to get a tattoo chosen by the winner, oh. like not a henna tattoo, like a permanent oh. rest of your life tattoo. There is a kid walking around Omaha, Nebraska, that has a tattoo of Justin Bieber on his leg that says hashtag YOLO swag. Oh, my God. There, there's a, after I wrote the book, that wow. league, after I wrote the book and I sort of that league became kind of famous and they, like, they did the Tonight Show that year and they did a bunch of other press um, based on it because there were a couple of guys in the league that had the tattoos. The loser of the league the year my book came out had to get a tattoo of my face oh. on his leg. So there's some kid walking around Omaha, Nebraska now with a picture of me on his leg. Um, so tattoos are bad. Uh, I know of a number of guys that have had to get their belly button pierced um, as, a, as a punishment. So dudes getting their belly button pierced, um, that one's a tough one. But I think the worst, most painful one I've heard of is that as bad as the tattoo is, there's a league in Texas where the loser of the league had to get branded, like cattle. It was a bunch of guys oh that lived on God. the ranch. On farms, right? Like you know, and they, they they had cattle, and they sent me pictures of it. And like, and they got this guy got like loser FFL loser, and whatever the year was, like fifteen or something like that, branded on his leg. And yeah. it's just it's, and they sent me the video, and it's it's really uncomfortable because you you hear the skin crackling, and it's just oh, it's, it's uncomfortable, Matthew, because I believe that's illegal. Like I don't, I don't oh, think sure. you can actually do that, right? But if but if you agree to it, then you you know it feels like something you shouldn't be able to agree uh, to. That's great. And by the way, Matthew's and, book. And fantasy- let's be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear. But, but let's be clear. Stuff that's illegal in most parts of the world usually goes in Texas. That is there true. You, you know, <laughs> I lived there for five years. You're a hundred percent right. Might be a requirement in Texas yeah. to do this. At you some are a hundred percent right. And by the way, Matthew, we're, we've mentioned Matthew's book a couple of times. Fantasy Life. If you're a fantasy sports fan, you yeah. got to get that book. It's great. Mason and I are actually in that book. Matthew gives us yes, a shout correct. out for how he started his yeah. career. Uh, all right, Matthew. Uh, we always ask you to tell people where they can find you. Where can people find you this week? Well, obviously, over at uh, NBC and Peacock, we do the Fantasy Football Happy Hour on Peacock, wherever you get your podcast as well. It's a podcast. Of course, Fantasy Football pregame, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on Peacock, the final hour also on CNBC. We go till, uh, we go till kickoff. And, hey, FantasyLife.com and the Fantasy Life newsletter, 100% free tools. It's a great, easy-to-read newsletter. You get in your inbox every, every single day, quick five-minute read. And it's free. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. There you go. Um, Matt, Matthew, you're, ki- you're you know, killing it. Check it out. Give it a shot. Yeah, I, I, I use it every week. It's great. Um, and, and by the way, yeah. Matthew, I'm not just saying this because we're friends. You're killing it on NBC. I, I yes. think that I you, you uh, that I, I know that you weren't 100% sure what your role was going to be, that they were going to try a bunch of different stuff, but it's all working, man, and it's because of you. You're killing it, so keep it up. I appreciate it. NBC's been really good to me. I'm really happy here. No disrespect to... Anywhere that I've worked before, but um, yeah, it's NBC's been terrific. Really great partners. Great, I love it here. Gr- great to hear. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. 
I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good uh, luck in week 15. Thank you. That's Matthew Barry, the great Matthew Barry. I don't and, need uh, luck. I've already been eliminated from my league. Well, you're because you you're in a normal league and you have mm-hmm. playoffs. We just play every week th- through the regular season yeah. and then declare a winner at the end. That way you get to play. At, you, what's happening to you never happens in our it's league. It's a disappointing season for my team with the name I can't say on our air. Uh, okay. Good to know. And I appreciate I don't think I can. Yeah. I appreciate your uh, due diligence there. Uh, all right. Coming up next. Uh, a sports writer said something that the network ended up apologizing for. I'm wondering if they should have. We'll explain coming up next. Mason in Ireland, Andy Kamenitsky in for Mace, ESPN LA. I got a guess. I don't think it's right. This Go is first. Easy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is that a different person? Yeah, it's two different people in this one. I think the guy, or this may be two guys. It is two guys. I think one of them is Harry Connick. No. I thought of one. Go ahead, Andy. I thought one was Neil Diamond. No. No, I thought one was Michael Buble. As Buble and Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart? (laughs) Wow. I I was not going to pull out Rod Stewart from anything. Yeah, now that you told yeah, me, I yeah. could. Yeah. I, I heard that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty good. That's the Rod Stewart right. rasp. Um, Andy, you and I are what's known in the business as talking heads. We've been mm-hmm. given three hours to say stupid things. Mm-hmm. We probably have said many stupid things in the time we've been on the air. Um, there is a sports writer in Buffalo who is on some local TV show. His name is Jerry Sullivan. He's been around forever, and he said some stuff generically about women that were not very flattering um after he said it the network felt the need not jerry but the network felt the need to apologize and i'm going to play it for you and i want you to tell me if you were running the network if you would have apologized or if we've all become too sensitive and i want to preface this by saying i'm not sure I can. I, I probably okay. would have erred on the side of the apology, but I'm not sure. Here's what Sullivan said. In the four, we had three people that have commented on the live stream. Uh, if this is Amy, I thought the aim was to get views, not turn people away. Uh, you know, comment, hey, women, be better than this, because the worst fans really are the women. They they don't they don't get critical journalism. They just they all they all want to be cheerleaders. Okay, be, you know what I mean. It's always, I don't want to, I yeah. know it's a dangerous avenue to go down to criticize women in general because they're better than men generally. 
But agree. As as now, now we need to frame what you just fans, said. They Generally, they get it as fans. Bethan is a bit of takeaway of this whole interaction. Generally, women are better than men. That's just a fact. Yeah. I think we all stand by. Uh, I believe that. Next, David Silver. All right. So he, what he said was kind of dumb, kind of Neanderthal. The network, okay, um, issued this. Last night, comments were made by a guest. Our team does not condone them, the comments, or the sediment in any way, shape, or form. Empowering women doesn't come down to making statements like this. It comes down to standing up for them when they are done wrong, and last night they were. Our community is great because of everyone that that encompasses it. And that's the end of the apology. Did that rant by Jerry Sullivan require that apology? Um, well, I, first of all, it's, what I would like to know, not that he would even justify Jerry Sullivan in any way, I'm just curious, the entirety of what the woman said mm-hmm. that led to his reaction, just because they really just cut to his reaction, right? as opposed to what she said. In terms of what he said, it's it's dumb, it's lame, I've heard worse. This was also happening on a show called train wreck tonight yeah on the buffalo based train wreck sports hosted so, by degenerate al and maniac like to some degree caveat impor <laughs> like <laughs> what do you expect from yeah train i mean wreck sports? Well, I, I consider it more lame and, and sort of predictably lame than you know over the top offensive I think the the network did the right thing just in the sense of there's there's no currency in creating a controversy over something that stupid. Right. Um, here's why I applaud the network for making the apology. Okay. World Cup's going on right now. Finals on Sunday. Uh, Argentina taking on France. Um This story is so outrageous, Andy, that I'm not 100% sure it's true, but it's been reported by various very reputable news stories, so I I think it must have some validity to it. Um, There's an Iranian player named Amir Nazar Azdani, and apparently he's been sentenced to death in connection with protests which have shaken the country, and all he said he was doing was standing up for women's rights. They say he was part of a violent protest, blah, blah, blah. But the whole rest of the World Cup soccer world has lined up behind this guy and said, if if they're even talking about a serious punishment, certainly anything that would be sentenced to death, um, they need to repeal it immediately if all this guy's doing is standing up for women's rights. So I know this is extreme right. to the max. I mean, uh, Iran has policies about women that we will never have and and they shouldn't have either um but as long as that sediment is out as long as it's even possible yeah for guys like this to to be threatened with their life for standing up with women's rights i'm okay with the network saying look we're gonna say nicer things about women like i said in turn in the grand scheme of offensive things said about women in sports is it as bad as anything i've heard no not really but it's lame, and it also it what it does do, and specifically when he said that women don't understand the journalistic side of like essentially covering sports and analyzing sports. Well, how do you explain Ramona? Well, I was, <laughs> was going to say it it reinforces something that so many women have to fight against. Like for example, in L.A., if you created a football 
either show, podcast, both, something like that, that it was co-hosted by Mina Kimes and Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams for The Athletic. Right. That's an incredible show. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, that show would be able to stand up against any two male-hosted football show out there because they both know football well, and they're both really good at explaining football really well. Right. And, you know, women's half the audience, 50% of the audience. So I I have no problem with what they did. All right. Um, Coming up next, a statistic came out this week about the Golden State Warriors that could alter the NBA forever. And I wonder if the league can do anything or should do anything about it. And we'll explain coming up next. Now, I actually know who this is, so I'll, I'll opt out of this. Andy, you know who this is? Harry Connick Jr.? Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, he has a great Christmas album, by the way, if you're looking for songs to load up on. on uh, I have a Christmas song playlist with a bunch of, you know, with a lot of the songs where he's been playing with like Harry Connick and Buble and Whitney Houston. And uh, I got a couple of Justin Timberlake Christmas songs. They're all really good. Um, so I wanted to ask you about this because you covered the NBA so closely because it made me think that if I'm Adam Silver, I might have to get involved. And you tell me if you were the commissioner in the NBA, if you would get involved. Um, Ever since the Warriors moved to San Francisco, remember they used to play for all those years in Oakland. And since the pandemic, they've been playing in San Francisco. It has been a cash cow of indescribable proportions. Last year, their gross revenue exceeded $800 million. Now, keep in mind, they own the building. So every event that happens there, concerts, college games, NBA games, anything that happens, they get the concessions, the parking, the tickets, they get all of it. The next closest team, Andy, had gross revenues of $400 million. So they have $400 million more than anybody else. Now, the NBA has a structure which assesses a penalty if you go over the cap and if you go over multiple times, there's something called the repeater tax. Right. So you can't do it every year. But, but if they're bringing in $800 million, none of those restrictions would hamper them. If they just took that money and invested it in players, theoretically, they could go two, three hundred million over the cap. They could pay anybody right. any amount they want and still make a gigantic profit. Yep. If you're Adam Silver, is that a red flag and you got to get into it? No, absolutely not. Why? You, because you shouldn't punish teams for their own success. Okay. I don't think that's fair to that team. And while they may be able to make more money than everyone else, most of these teams are in the position to make money. And the amount that they look to spend is largely up to them. And point of fact, for all the money that the Warriors stand to make, they've already said that certain payrolls, you know, beyond a certain point, they're not willing to spend. Like, I I believe, I think it was Joe Lacob who had said that, you know, they're not going into a, you know, $400 million luxury tax bill or the equivalent of like a $400 million payroll, you know, because they've got all these decisions coming up with, you know, they just extended Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. What are they going to do with Clay Thompson? What are they going to do with Draymond Green? Steph obviously will be making max salaries until he 
from their perspective, hopefully retires as a warrior lifer. Right. There By are, the way, did you tell me that a report came down today? Steph's going to be out for not days, but weeks? Uh, a couple weeks. It's expected, yeah. like, I think I've seen two weeks. I've seen three weeks, like, in terms of estimated out for a shoulder injury, which obviously has implications for every team in the Western Conference, including the Lakers, since the the West is so bunched up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've we've already seen that – I mean, I don't care how rich you are. Show me the owner in sports – that truly does not care about the money spent, and that's the first. They all care. I don't care how rich they are. They all care. Right, but this is a situation, because they own the building, Sure, that they could make so much money that any structure penalty or restriction set up to keep the league's competitive balance intact goes out the window. I get it, but for that to happen, it would take a willingness to spend exorbitant amounts of money that I'm not convinced they will anyway. I am more convinced that they will pocket the profits. Hmm. Maybe. So you think when it comes time to pay Steph, Draymond, Clay, and Wiggins that they won't necessarily just pay all four? Not necessarily, no. I mean, they, they've already said that they're not – they've already been on record. I don't remember if it was Joe Lacob or if it was Bob Myers or it was somebody either – GM or high up with the team. I don't remember who, so I just don't want to misquote somebody. Right. But they had said, you know, like a $400 million uh, payroll payroll is untenable. They're not doing that. Well, it is an untenable if you're breaking in 800. By the way, uh, if they make the playoffs this year, boy, can you imagine they won the title last year? And I'm saying if they're 2-13 and 13 on the road, there's a chance they could miss them. But the projection is if they make the playoffs and go do a deep run again, they'll gross $900 million Now, I get year. it, but again – I will believe the myth of the narrative of the owner who is so rich that they simply don't care when I see it. Because so far, that's been more of a myth than a reality. Well, but I, I think there's a middle ground there. For example, look at the Dodgers. Dodgers are owned by Guggenheim, a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll outspend, if they want to, they'll outspend any team in the league. If you know, Right, and, but you can outspend without outspending them by hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, you just and, have to outspend them. And in this case, they made, I mean, that's why I'm scared here, they made $400 million more than any other team. And the Lakers are right there behind them but because Lakers get $250 million a year from Spectrum. But $400 million more. If you're making $800 million and the next closest team's making $400 million, that's a little scary. It, it can be a little scary, but no, I, do, I would not intervene if I'm Adam Silver, because that feels unnecessarily and unfairly punitive to the Warriors who've done nothing to deserve it. Like, what did they do wrong? Right. Well, everybody said that about the Lakers when they got their TV deal and they still stuck the Lakers, you know, with a repeater tax. and with. But the, the, but the repeater tax is for everybody. It wasn't yeah. just for the Lakers. Yeah. And so it, it but it's interesting if if like, let's say they make a billion next year. Um. That's if if Joe Lacob, light years Lacob, really wanted to, he could just go out and offer every That's free. Fine. He could I'm offer not, every free agent whatever you want. I am not convinced that light years Lacob will actually do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I, that's a fair point. You got to see how they how they react. Okay. Coming up next is game of games. Uh, it's Bergman's game today. Uh, Scott Kaplan's in studio. We're gonna get Cappy in here to play it, and uh, 
Greg, do you want to preview the game? Do you know what, it, or do you want to just uh, surprise us? We can surprise it, but John, I think you're going to like it, and I think you're going to do really well. Okay, that's what I like to hear. I only have a couple more opportunities before I head back out on the uh, endless Lakers road trip for the month of December. We're gone like 20 of 31 days. Uh, all right, game of games next. ESPN LA. All right, no Mace today, but Andy Kamenetsky is in for Mace, and Scott Kaplan is here and in studio. How you doing, Cap? Yo, 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 yo. Uh, just in time for Game of Games. It's Bergman's game today, so it's Jorge, Cap, Same. Andy, and me. Uh, Greg, what do we got? So, so can, you, can you keep track for me, please, yep. John? Yep, got it. It is the Christmas season, and so yeah. I have a game of Christmas movies, real or fake. So, okay. John, I think these are Hallmark movies, so I'm sure you're going to do just <laughs> oh, fine. I've seen this. a lot of them, but I not all of them. Let's see what you got. So let's see what we got. All right, number one. Catherine, a high-powered attorney, finds herself in a moral conundrum when she must represent a large corporation that's threatening to build on the land of a small town that uses it for its annual Christmas fair. John? Uh, Jorge, uh, you want me to go first? No. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, that is uh, true. That is a that is a real movie. Uh, yeah. Jorge? That is true. Uh, Andy? True. Cap? I have a strategy today. Okay. True. You should not have gone with that strategy. It's totally <laughs> fake. Totally made up. Sounds so real, though. I just that's watched one last night. You, you threw in the small town. That's that's how they yeah, all sound pretty, real. I thought yeah, it was like Aaron Brockovich or something. Yeah. <laughs> Conundrum. All right, number Conundrum. two. All right, number two. Ashley is a marriage counselor who is unlucky in love. But when she starts counseling an older couple who look remarkably like Mr. and Mrs. Claus, she falls in love with their son, Matthew. Uh... Jorge. Ah, it's true. Andy. It's too ridiculous for you to have made up. That's true. Cap. Agree. True. I think it's true. It is 100% fake. It is oh, not a real movie. I think if I look hard, I can find <laughs> movies that fit these exact descriptions. But the names might not be Matthew Very or good. whatever it happens to Very be. And Ashley. All right, number three. Michelle and Tom both hate Christmas music. But the record label they work for assigns them to write a brand new Christmas hit. Sparks fly as the two make music and gradually fall in love with each other and with Christmas. Andy? I think that's actually true. I think I saw my wife watching that one. All right. I'm going to go the other way. I think I'm sensing a theme here. I think it, I think you made it up. Cap? False. Uh, Jorge? I'm going true. It is fake. It is not a real <laughs> Christmas movie at all. It's very similar to the Freddie Prince Jr. movie, but it is not the Freddie Prince Jr. movie. All right, so Cap and I are on the board. Everybody else, bupkis. All right, there's seven of these, and I do have a tiebreaker. Okay. All right, number four. The magic Christmas tree tells the tale of a young boy who is gifted a wish-granting magical ring from a witch. He uses the ring to bring his Christmas tree to life. Oh, boy. Cappy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wait, I have to go first? Yeah. Oh, that screws up my whole strategy. <laughs> <laughs> but only this one time. It, it goes back to me after this. But I wasn't even listening to a word he said because I had a strategy. Well, you got a 50% shot. Do whatever, Swag, do whatever John does. True. Uh, Jorge. Uh, false. Andy. False. Why would a witch be involved with Christmas? I think you made it up. False. It is absolutely a real story. Happy! Ah, no. In the lead! No. And it's called the whole Christmas strategy and everything. Yeah, the whole now, <laughs> now watch what happens. <laughs> now with the I can play with the lead. It is actually called the Magic Christmas Tree. All right. Uh, uh, three left? There are three left. Okay. Yes. All right. 
All right. Set during Christmas time, the film is about a guy named Maynard who is mistaken for Bigfoot when he drunkenly runs through his hometown of Pottersville <laughs> in, a, in a gorilla costume. The sightings set off a wave of interest in the monster, which brings tourism money to the small town. All right. I'll go first. You, um, you, you had me until you invoked Pottersville. I think Pottersville indicates that it's fake. I'm going to say you made it up. Uh, Cap. Agree. False. Jorge. This has got to be true. Andy. See, I know where you're going with the Pottersville thing because that's it's a wonderful life. Yeah. But I'm wondering if that's the fake out and they just named it Pottersville. Make a choice. Still saying fake. All right, Greg, what is it? It's real. Yes! It's called Pottersville and Michael ah, Shannon wow. is the star of it. Okay, so the score <laughs> now with two to go. Cappy two, Ireland one, Jorge oh, one, wow. Andy <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> You're normally Appreciate really good at this. Wow, this movies. is a 2017 movie with Michael Shannon. <laughs> wow. He didn't believe you. Didn't, you had to look it up. I told Ron you it was Perlman real. Ron and Judy Greer in this too? Well, wait, Judy, wait. Judy Greer, little known fact, is in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> every movie yeah. ever made, Judy Ian Greer McShane? is in <laughs> Like how? Oh, <wow. laughs> what is the name of this movie? Pottersville. Well, Pottersville. No way. Okay, yeah. so right. two to go? Two to go. All right, here we go. All right. Melanie is assigned her crush Donovan for her office secret Santa. Her thoughtful gifts make Donovan fall in love with her, but another woman tries to take credit for her gifts. Is this true, or real, or fake? Cappy? No, 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 no. Yeah, you're ahead. You have to go first when oh. you're ahead. Real. Uh, Jorge? Yeah, true. Uh, I have to go. I think it's true. Andy, I kind of have to go false now. Strategically false. It is a absolutely real movie, yeah. and starring, Amanda has seen yeah. it. Starring <laughs> Emily Ullrich. Yes, yeah, you, <laughs> I, I've seen it. You've seen okay. it. <laughs> all right. Well, now there's two things going on here. First of all, and this is rare. Cap has the lead. Darn right, I do. And he and all he has to do is get this right, and he wins it. Uh, the other thing is, and I think this is a first. Andy, who is a savvy game of games player. Is looking at the Curtis. Oh, <laughs> the Curtis. Savvy. 0 for 6. Wow. Oh, my you goodness. you got to try to go 0 for 6. Well, I am rooting for a I'm member of the tribe you... to win this Christmas. Thank party. you. I'm Thank gonna, you very I'm, much. Andy, I'm going to let you go last. Thank you. Greg, hit it. All right, the last one. The Martians kidnap Santa Claus because there is nobody on Mars to give their children's presents. This movie is actually history-making. It's the first time Mrs. Claus was depicted in a motion picture. Cap for the win. One more time, the beginning of that. The Martians kidnap Santa Claus because there is nobody on Mars to give their children presents. True story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's and a True story. Jorge? Like a mic drop. Uh, no, I'm going false. Cap went true, right? Yeah. Only way I can catch him is to go false. Andy? Going with my man Cap, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Strategy. The movie is called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians from 1964. It is a real Cap! movie. Yeah! <laughs> Scott Kaplan victory. Before the end of the year, I got one. And, and you invoked, you were trying some crazy strategy. What actually won it for you is the times when you went first. Right. Uh, so you realize I was- You were just going to copy me? And, yeah, yes. And, I was going to copy you the whole way because beautiful. I figure you're the best game of games player. You yeah. win the most. I was going to copy you the whole way. And then in the last question, 
whatever you took, I would go opposite, and we just see what happened. Didn't need it. So here's the here are the totals. Oh, can I do the tiebreaker? Oh sure. So according to IMDb in their all Christmas Hallmark movies list, how many movies have been made by Hallmark? Just the closest doesn't have to be without. Are going they over. are they Christmas movies? Christmas movies. All Christmas all, Hallmark. All time. Yes, all Christmas Hallmark movies. All right, all of them. I'm pulling up a calculator. I'm gonna go. I think Hallmark's been around for about 15 years. It's Hallmark, right? Yeah, and just Hallmark. And I think just they Hallmark. come up with about 35 movies a year. That what are Christmas movies? Really? At least. Um, this is according to their list. Okay, Greg. Yep. I'm going 541. Okay. Uh, Jorge. 700. Andy. Cool thousand. Cap. Cappy. One. Cappy wins again. What? 174. Yeah. Wow. All time? Yeah. That's what it says. According yeah. to IMDb, I have it. It's all IMDb, and they're all Christmas Hallmark movies list. Oh, my God. And I'm I can tell today. you, I can tell you. Five minutes into one of those movies, exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> my wife just texted me, I've never been more ashamed of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, you, did you finish with zero? I did finish with wow. zero. No, I don't think that's... No, no, you got the last one right because you followed Cap. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's true. Oh, yeah. Hey, Cap. Right. hey, kicked a field goal at the end so uh, he didn't get shut out. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, very, very impressive, Cap. Very good. Oh, nice job, Cap. Here he is. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the star of the morning show. Jess, uh, you talk... Okay. If he's got a sweatshirt on that says Shady Canyon, do you guys know what Shady Canyon yeah, is? Keyshawn? Golf course. It's the most ritzy, expensive golf course in all of California. Really? And yet, Key, who doesn't golf, is sporting the Shady Canyon wear. Strong effort. Strong effort by Keyshawn, who's going to be in here in a minute. I do that too. I I, I wear like really fancy country club stuff that even though that, you've never that, been that I didn't buy. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a member. You know, I don't play there. I don't eat there. I'm not allowed on the grounds. Yeah. You know, all these kinds of things. Yeah, you're just looking for, you know, the in, in case some rich girl is checking you out and yeah. wants to, you know, throw right. it in there. Like I was wearing one the other day that said, The Bridges. And oh, the, well, that is, yeah. that's in Rancho Santa Fe. Yeah, very fancy place. And of course, I'm wearing this thing and everybody's like, oh, are you a member of The Bridges? And then I have to be humiliated and go, no, I just, but was, a friend of mine it, was gave not, it to me. Was not uh, one of my old partners and your old partner for many, many years, Billy Ray Smith, a member at the Bridges? Different. The Farms. Oh, that's a, that's the right, other one. Those right. are the two Phil Mickelson courses yeah. down in San Diego, right? And sometimes I wear something that says Pebble Beach. I've never played Pebble Beach. Really? Never. Oh, well, never, you love it. Never played Pebble Beach. Never never really been. Didn't buy it. You know, it was like a hand-me-down from yeah, somebody. Yeah, but, but oh, you would... Uh, <sighs> You'd love Pebble Beach. I'll go with you if you want to go. Come on, come on. That is that Pebble Beach is unbelievable. Well, I've All ridden right. my bike through there a bunch of times, but but, have but no not golf. Played any of the golf courses? No golf. Wow. All right. Uh, special bonus for Super Crosstalk. Keyshawn Johnson's going to join us. Hit Very the nice. super stager, Jorge. All right, it is time for Super Crosstalk. I promised you Keyshawn Johnson, but I got a very Natalie dressed Chris Morales. He look- said he won't come in until Sedano's here. Really? So he said he's holding out till Shadano walks in. I, and Shadano's five minutes away. That's what he said. Interesting. I don't know. That's... Wasn't there once a time where those two were uh, yeah. not, not simpatico? I know. It, um, it surprises me. So I got to go make so sure he's now okay. So now there's an alliance between I think there's Key an alliance. and Sedano. Boy, I got to tell you something. This guy right here. He looks like a million bucks. He looks good. I mean, I don't own a three-piece suit. Yeah, I do not have a po- suit It's the with pocket a vest. square that makes that, well, that but whole you, get up. But Shut you know, up! But you know what it is? It's custom made. You can tell. I mean, that's like very Ric Flair 
of, of Chris Morales. Custom-made suits. He's, you know, jet-flying, limo-riding, kiss-stealing, son of a gun. He's one fedora away from a zoot suit. Seriously, he is looking sharp. I like it. Strong, Very sharp. Strong effort. Uh, I'm not so sure what to do about this Thursday night football game. What do you mean? San Francisco with an injured Brock Purdy at Seattle injured. in a game that he's going to play. But How he's injured? Ribs. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got that Justin Herbert injury. Oh, well, we've um, seen him tough it out. But here's the thing. Seattle has to win. Yeah. Are their seasons basically over? Probably so. What's the right side of that game? What's the line? It is, last time I looked, I think it's Seattle by two and a half. And Ooh. they're the home team. Ooh. Let me so, take a look right now. I actually think the Niners were giving up the points. We're getting the uh, giving up the points. Giving up, if I okay. remember correctly. Right, yeah, look it up. So this is one of these tough games, right? Like where you automatically think San Francisco is going to win this game because yeah. they've been really hot, even though they're on their third quarterback. They got enough defense to win them games, and all they need Brock Purdy to do is be, you know, Trent Dilfer. San Fran has given up three and a half. So it's, it's in Seattle. Ooh. With Kenneth Walker, by the way, coming back for the Seahawks. Very tempted to take Seattle. Oh, I, I think scenario. so, too. I mean, you got Pete Carroll at home in, in a, a desperation situation. I I, mm. I would be very inclined to uh, take my chances right. on Pete. Uh, tell me if I'm misreading this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Baker Mayfield is mm. going to play quarterback for the Rams on Monday in freezing cold Green Bay. Oh, my God. I, I heard you talking about this earlier. Zero, Zero. degrees. Yeah. I, Adam Bronstein, who is their broadcast coordinator, was in here. He's fly, he's going back there for the game. And he says zero on Sunday and yeah. colder on Monday. Oh, well, when, think about when it. they play on Monday. Right. Think about if they were playing during the day on Sunday <laughs> right. versus playing Monday evening oh, when the sun point. is setting. Good point. It's going to be freezing. Two okay. words. So here's my here's my thought. I can't imagine there is a starting quarterback position that will be offered to Baker Mayfield next year by any other team. Do you agree with that? Other than the Rams? Correct. Do you think he's going to be invited to be the starting quarterback next year? I Here's what I'm getting at. If I'm the Rams, I go to him and I say, hey, Matthew Stafford has a ton of injuries, including a spinal injury that's pretty serious. Should be retiring. He could retire. Mm-hmm. Um we don't think you have a $100 million contract out there waiting for you. Nobody. Um, but what we will do is give you a three-year deal and pay you decently, maybe three years 40, okay? Uh, or three years 30, you're something like him, that. You're paying him like top backup quarterback kind of money. Make him the highest paid backup in the league with the, the Joe Montana, Steve Young plan of when Matthew Stafford goes, we groom you to be the starter. Does that plan work? Yeah, well, listen, I've been saying it from the last game when they beat the Raiders. Baker Mayfield was a Heisman Trophy winner, a number one overall pick, a guy who proved at one time he was on the verge of becoming a star quarterback. He had all the TV commercials, and he had one great season. I agree. If I were Baker Mayfield, I'd take a lot less money to be the Rams quarterback, to be in L.A., to rehab my reputation, and to rehab my playing career underneath McVeigh. All right, so let's ask somebody who right, knows what the hell he's talking yeah, I mean, about. We, we, <laughs> we welcome Keyshawn Johnson to the program. 
Good to see you, Key. What's happening? You come out to California, and and we we want to give live in California. I know, but yeah, like you're the man of the world. I I see you in <laughs> Bristol. I see you in New yeah, I'm York. All over the place. I saw a Twitter I, photo of you on a private Key, jet. Key, I would imagine that they, it wasn't mine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you were on it though. <laughs> you were in it. I know a few people. Yeah, Key, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Key, I, w- I would imagine you have a few days a year. I only have a few, where you wake up and go, okay. What city am I in? <laughs> and you, and you, I gotta no, look. That's not really. I my, gotta look at the phone. I'm like, you know, come on, try and figure really, this out. It's not the city. Uh, it's not the city, John. It's more the time. Right. So if I go to what sleep, time zone am I in? Yeah. So I might go to bed. I'm so tired. I may go to bed at like seven o'clock, and then I wake up at nine and think it's the next day. I've done. Jump yeah. up and like, oh my god, my stuff. Oh. You know, it's like well, I'm getting ready to miss work. Right. Well, I'm that's like, well, wait a minute. That's a byproduct down. of you doing. I literally hate, just laid down. I, yeah, that's a byproduct of you doing a morning show all yeah. these years. Yeah. It, it yeah. just messes with your sleep. Hey, so the I, I don't know if you heard I, the plan. I just threw a cappy. Um, you you'll you'll be able to tell me if it's realistic. Can the Rams go to Baker Mayfield and say, Hey, look, we're going to give you enough money to keep you from going somewhere else. We're going to make you a, a high paid backup. But you're going to be the yeah. backup to Matthew Stafford, and, yeah. and our plan will be: Matthew's got some serious injuries. Yeah, um, you will be groomed to take over for him once he's the, done. Is that a realistic plan that I'm throwing out there? That's probably the best plan for him if he continues to show progress. Look, the the worst thing that could happen to Baker Mayfield is that he just learned the playbook in these eleven days. That's the worst thing that could happen to him. Right. Because a week ago he just was out there just playing football and he, you know, but now that he has to think, and process, and understand, you may see a different Baker Mayfield come Sunday. Right. So this you is, just may see a different guy. These last five weeks are kind of an audition, then in that sense. I him, would right? say so as a from a backup standpoint because he won't be. No one's going to sign him as a starter in the future. That that's why I think the plan might work. Yeah, but, but there isn't a Sparting job he's even going to be allowed to compete for, is yeah, there? Yeah, he's probably a $4 million a year backup type guy right now. The guy that's playing is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, no, yeah, Brock, talking about Brock Purdy. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about uh, Baker Mayfield. If, Mayfield. If you're the Rams, oh, do you make, I heard you guys talking earlier do you make him the highest paid backup? No, I don't make him the highest paid backup. <laughs> Who is the highest paid backup, probably? Uh, the, uh, uh, Miami, probably Teddy Jim, Bridgewater. Well, it probably is. Ten million. Or maybe Jimmy, Ten million. Maybe Jimmy G. No, it's, it, I saw trade. this this week. Oh, you did? Or, yeah. or it's Taysom Hill. No, right, it's, right. Well, he's... Technically not, a, he's yeah, like a weird yeah. hybrid or whatever. But yeah. yeah, Bridgewater at ten million. It's probably Bridgewater, I would think. Yeah, um, but this is what the Rams have not had, by the way. Even going into the season, there was not a backup quarterback. I don't think they ever had a backup, right? Right. Like they, 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 had Bort- they had Bortles that one year, and they had Case Keenum at one point, but <laughs> he was starting in front of. Goff. He was almost in the. He was in the AFC Championship game. Bortles, once. I think, as a as a backup. <laughs> yeah, but anybody as Bortles good as you're is get. out of the league now. Yeah, think so. think about it. Think so, that, yeah. He was in AFC Championship game five years ago. And he's out of the yeah. league With today. With your boy, Miles Jack. And he's out of the league today. I yeah. Know. So the um, point is, though, is that Mayfield could be in position as the backup, but I think Stafford's going to retire. I think it's possible. And apparently the people you talk to over there say his wife, Kelly, it, they make all these decisions together. Yeah. They're very, they're very that close. That means she's to, making Ka- the decisions? Cappy right. should start a website. I have a buddy who wanted to do this, but never followed through, called No Source Insider. Yeah, <laughs> Norse, no source insider dot com. Yeah, it's a good one. Hey, no source insider dot com. No, dot com. Um, yeah, yeah. Since yeah. since Key's here, I want to throw this out there. Key, we had a story yesterday. Darius Slay, who's the best defensive back on the Eagles. Slay, Queen. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, he is. Brad Ford, Beer, yeah, if he makes he a Pro Bowl this year, it'll be five years in a row. 
Yeah, um, kid from Detroit. He says he wants to go to Nick Sirianni and have Sirianni come up with a package no. that would allow him to play offense. We don't need you on the offensive side of the ball. Well, yeah, they're good. They're 10 and 1. They right? got A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae but, Smith. Yeah, we don't need you. Like, but here's here's where I'm going. And I don't even know if you're good like that. You, you're not Dion. You, no, you were the number one pick in the draft. You are a freakish athlete. Did you ever or did any coach ever come to you and say, even if it's like end of the game, prevent, we're going to put you in on defense. We're going to put you in as free safety because if there's a jump ball, I want you on the field. Yeah, but I played defense in the league and in college. Yeah, right. you, and in you, high school. Why does – for you – And I got interceptions in my career. He did the I Hail Mary stuff in college and in the well, pros. I think you had a game yeah. where you had a TD catch and an interception uh-huh. in the same game, And a game, fumble right? recovery. Okay, why doesn't – there? Uh, there it doesn't happen very often that there's an athlete that you like you that comes along, but every team has probably one. Yeah. Why doesn't that more often? On the two-way side? Yeah. Well, one, you 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 you're paying other people to do that job, right? right? But maybe you're bigger and better at them than no, because of no, that's not true. Darius Slay is not better than AJ Brown. Darius Slay is not or, better or than Devonta Smith. The or, fifth yeah. receivers that they have on the roster, he's right. not better than those guys. I don't give a damn what people try to tell him about his athletic ability. He's not better than them. Yeah, you know, Deion Sanders was a different animal. Charles. Not Charles. Um, uh, Charles Woodson? No, not C. Woody. But Woody did a little bit. Uh, Champ Bailey. Yeah, Champ right. Bailey was good at both. But Champ Bailey did both in college, both in high school. Right. And Dion's Dion. I mean, like, you know. But every, almost everybody that makes it in the NFL at least sometime went both ways in high school, right? Yes. At least most people did go both ways in high school. Yeah. We're still but, talking about but football, we're right? Not talking about, <laughs> we're not talking about a George, team. Just asking. Welcome to the party, George. Why George wants to talk about the NBA? No, no, no. no, no. That, oh, yeah. You missed when the joke. I said, when okay. I said goes both ways. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that sort of stuff goes over my head. You know, I'm on a national show, so you we have to those, be those jokes. You yeah, don't do them you can't, anymore. Can't do that. You, you, you really? can't Wait, do that. There's no morale. No, 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 no. Remember when that? Remember when that was the entire show? Yeah, was that it, joke? As soon as you start there, yeah, yeah. yeah don't do no, no. Right. See, you know what? You know what? We also <laughs> dump the dump button. You, you know, what we also got the million dollar smile with that with that comment right there. There it is. Where's the million dollar smile? Six o'clock in the morning with the individual. Never mind. That's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Key, I'm just Wait, surprised. We're not going to dig in on that? I'm surprised that there are so many unbelievable athletes yeah. in the NFL. I'm surprised more teams don't try. Yeah, you know, we, we, if I, if I had you, we did it in, in, at the Tampa Bay Bucks. We used Warren Sapp on the goal line. Right. Because he was a tight end originally. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you and use Aaron Donald there? I don't know if Aaron Donald could catch. I don't but know. What about what about as a full like refrigerator yeah, Perry style? Did yeah, be able they to probably could, but him? they probably got an extra offensive lineman they could do that with. Right. They don't necessarily need to do that. We didn't have the tight ends that was as athletic as Sap. I mean, we right. had Ricky Dudd. Then we had Dave Moore. Dave Moore's my guy. And then we had one other guy that just you know was like, eh. Yeah. If you came some out blocker. To- if you came yeah. out with Come your... <laughs> I said some other guy. Terrible. Yeah. Some Horrible. dude that was in on special teams. Can't if, catch. If you came out today, Key, with no, your, with your size and speed, yeah. would they try and make you a tight end to be like Kelsey? No, no. No. Not at all. Kelsey's you weren't that Kelsey's you weren't that so big. much bigger than me right yeah. now. Really? Even right now. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Why would you, at your yeah. at, at your peak, The problem you, is you, you remember me when I was a, a rail. Right. Opposed to what I'm now. So to you, I look huge. 
Yeah. Well, you look at Kelsey, it's like I always Kelsey's said, big. I always thought yeah. you know, the dudes is huge, man. Yeah. Here, here's what I thought about you, and you know more about the stuff than I do. I was a but, stick match, but, right? But I didn't think corners could cover you. So wait, like no, I was I was, I was coverable in certain situations. I thought if I was guarding, but against, I was uncoverable a lot of the time. Right. But if I was if I was defending against you, yeah. I'm I'm sending a safety over there just because if not, I think you're going to dominate the corner. Yeah, most likely I was double probably. I would say, man, most of my career I probably was a double seventy five. Of the time. Why is Bergman wearing that jersey out of curiosity? Okay, well, here's the thing that surprised me, yeah. you guys. He so that he lost a bet to Demarco. Yeah, and so yeah. he's he's wearing Demarco's jersey. Oh, I see. I didn't see seventy five. That's there okay. You go. But here's the well, thing. Wait, you think if seventy five is Demarco? It is Demarco. No, I realize that. But, yeah. but here's the thing. Number seventy five is Deacon right. Jones, the yeah. greatest defensive lineman in Rams history. And we looked it up. The Rams took so long to retire his number that Demarco just snapped it up. Because it was he wore it before it was retired. It was Correct. available. It was available and because I, those dopes. De- Deacon Jones, you guys had like two hundred sacks. Well, they didn't keep sacks back then. Oh, he like wore seventy five. Deacon right, Jones, yeah. right? Oh, they didn't keep sacks back then like they do now. And I interviewed Deacon before he died, and Deacon said some nerd went back and looked and said he had more sacks than Reggie White. Yeah, but he didn't get credit for him because for years they didn't count him. It's interesting that Greg paid up Demarco's bet because I feel like he he didn't pay Key's bet from like six years ago. Ooh, me, you and Demarco had a bet on USC and Washington like five years ago. And yeah, he doesn't bet up. Yeah, that's all right. We Demarco was in. He was actually not the last player on the Rams to wear seventy five. Who wore that? Who wore after him? Uh, Claude Terrell. Well, that dude should cash it in. Uh, well, two thousand five seen... to two thousand seven. Is there oh, seventy five yeah. now? No, no, it's retired. It's been retired. So it is retired. Yeah. But they, shouldn't that be? Shouldn't that be like on, on some? Like there are some teams that don't retire numbers, right? Like oh, like the Cowboys. Correct. So like, yeah, I don't. Nobody's wearing eight. Nobody's wearing twenty. Eighty-eight is D. C. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. It's kind of been a thing they hand down. Yeah, to a wide receiver, yeah. right? But that's my thing. Should but it 21, be twenty-one? is available, and that's primes. Shouldn't number. it be on Isn't the that Zeke now? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is Zeke. Yeah, and I'm just it, trying to think. Shouldn't it be on the equipment manager though to be like, hey, like this number well, is special. Well, it seems so, like they treat it like fifty-five at USC. Like you can wear it, but you have to be worthy of the fifty-five. But fifty-five was never. 55 was never retired. That's my right. point. Is like an 88 or yeah, 21 right. in Dallas. Well, three, Jordan Anderson. Right. You Where's could, well, Key's number? Well, here's the It way. was retired. Yeah, though. it was retired for retired. Carson Palmer, yeah, and retired. Addison called Palmer and asked him if he could wear it, and Palmer said sure. Yeah, because if you're a Heisman Trophy winner at USC, it's retired. retired. They, so OJ jerseys. is retired. Yeah, the juice is retired. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know what's weird? <laughs> it should be. Why, what's up? <laughs> I always like the smirk when Juice's Well, he didn't do whatever they allegedly said he did. He's you a know, part of USC's history. Whatever, whatever they allegedly said he did. Well, uh, <laughs> the, they. the interesting. Hey, why? But, we, but but nineteen. You said on the equipment manager, nineteen wasn't worn for the Jets for like a decade after I left. Right. Who wears, now is like Flacco's wearing it now. Or really? Something. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. It, but it's fine. It's over with. The equipment managers aren't there anymore. Right. Different people. So yeah. the equipment managers that was there with me, they had a long running family a history being with the Jets. And then eventually they the Hampton family got out of the equipment manager business with the Jets, and they allowed somebody to wear 19. Mm. Um, like some kicker is, or something. Isn't it time? What's wrong with that? And, and I know. I don't like kickers. You're correct. <laughs> it's Joe Flacco right now. What's wrong yeah, with that? Correct. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with kickers? Hey, isn't, isn't it time now? Haven't Most we had enough time. water under the bridge that Reggie Bush gets reinstated? The well, number, the Heisman. He Heisman's, is reinstated. The, well, not, not by the Heisman Trophy Committee. I, I mean, he, we, he won it. Who cares? Right. right. I'm, I'm with you. USC is going to get it back for him. Um, they're trying. I don't know. Are they trying? Yeah. yeah they, they and, are. and Mike Bone supports it. 
you know, he... Yeah. Uh, well, the NIL's in play now, so of course right. I will support it. Uh, yeah, because somebody will pay for it. Yeah. yeah. NIL's in business now. All right, yeah. It I wasn't keep... the NIL before. It was a just, you do whatever you want to do. It was the DL. It was the DL. <laughs> it was the DL. What a down low. All right, uh, as you can hear, Keyshawn's in town, and he's going to hang out with Sedano and Cap yeah. for a while. Um, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Oh, I love no that. No one wanted Thank to know that. Thank you for, that. Not, thank you for announcing two. it. I'll be like Marcellus uh, and not wash my hands. Oh, gross. Uh, Supercross Talk is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Andy and I will be back tomorrow. Key, Cappy, and Sedano all coming up next, ESPN LA.